Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode, I think, number 139 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and I am so excited to be back in your ears. Now, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you're going to be like, AB, you were never in my ears, so how can you be back in them? Makes sense. Welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here. But if you have had me in your ears before, you will know that this podcast has been on its first ever break for the last few months. And that break was first of all, so that I could put my time and energy into my new podcast, Wish We Knew, with my brilliant friend Vix from Grow With Vix. It was so much fun creating that first season. And I'm so grateful to those of you that transferred your loyalty to this podcast over to Wish We Knew and tuned in. I hope you enjoyed it. And we also took a break just so that I could reevaluate things and take a bit of a step back. Our businesses and therefore our marketing are always evolving and shifting. And I think it's really important that we, every now and again, when it feels right to give ourselves permission to just take a step back, see where things are at, and maybe see if things need to change. And three plus years into this podcast, it had its birthday whilst we were on a break. So happy belated birthday to us, to you, who knows? Um, it feels right just to reevaluate things. Now, the plan was to come back with this super shiny, innovative format style. It was gonna be collaborative. You guys were gonna send in voice notes. And I still love that format. It definitely has legs. We're gonna do it in some capacity or at some time. But there was something about it every time I'd go to record or to plan an episode that just didn't feel right. And I really believe as business owners, that like internal gut instinct is our compass. And whilst it often feels like it's just like a random feeling, I think it's often telling us something that maybe we just don't yet have the language for. And when I took a step back and I was like, right, why am I finding this tricky? Why do I not want to create these kind of episodes? I realized that it was kind of just creating something new and different and a little bit edgy is edgy the right word for a podcast format? Probably not, for the sake of it. And I felt like I was losing what it is that I really love about this podcast. What I love about this podcast is that it creates a safe space, if you want to call it that, where we can just start these conversations. I have never and will never claim to have all the answers and know all the things. I think Every single day that I run my business, I am learning and making mistakes and failing and figuring things out. And I think it's really important as business owners that we feel like there is space to kind of just open up and discuss and question all of the things that we come up against and experience as we run and grow our businesses. And whilst, yes, I love the idea of a shiny format and like cool segments and I don't know, some like fun music in there, I kind of, at least for the, the near future, want to just bring it back to basics, keep it super raw. Some of my favorite episodes that I've created, they're not always my favorite to record because it is just me sat on my own questioning if I'm saying anything of value, but definitely the ones that I'm proudest to put out are the ones that are pretty raw and they're not giving you 25 tips for this and they're not these super like shiny put together episodes they're just these honest conversations where I'm either sharing something that has been going on in my business I'm talking about something that is going on in the industry or that I'm thinking about and we're really just doing as the podcast title suggests starting the conversation. So I don't know how long this is gonna go on for, but you know me, I'm very consistent when the podcast is up and running. So every single Monday, I'm gonna be showing up in your ears. As soon as it's possible for me to be chatting with guests in real life, you best believe that's gonna happen again. Kinda wanna get my parents on the podcast. My dad came on, when was it? A year and a bit ago, and you guys loved that episode. So 
I might get them on whilst, you know, I can only record with my bubbles. So limited number of guests open there. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be showing up every Monday and yeah, it's gonna be a little bit more stripped back, a little bit more chatty and really just taking topics from my brain. I wanna talk about things that are going on in my business, in the industry, in my conversations with clients, in my conversations with friends in the industry. And yeah, just bringing this back to basics. So with all of that intro and spiel and just get on with it, Alice stuff, over and done with, let's get into today's old chat because I wanna talk about a topic that I've been like mulling over and unpicking and figuring out for I would say the last six months. You know when like something first pops into your head and it's like the seed of a thought or like the crumb of an idea. And then you maybe read a really interesting article about it and you have a conversation with a friend and you mull it over for yourself over time and like slowly you begin to piece together what this kind of discussion is and you begin to you know come up with your opinions and question it that for me is what this topic has been for the last six months and it was actually my dad shout out to Simon B who told me this quote and it when he told me this quote it was a couple of weeks ago and I went home I was like oh my gosh that is it that puts the language to the thing that I have been exploring and questioning and trying to figure out for the last few months. And the quote that he told me was this quote by the management consultant, Peter Drucker, which is culture eats strategy for breakfast. I'm gonna say that again, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Now, I'm gonna unpack this in this episode a little bit more, but for me, what this quote sums up or what this represents for me, and I guess the, the kind of businesses that I work with and what I do is that no matter how strong your strategic plan is, its impact and its efficiency is gonna be limited and held back by the strength and the authenticity of the culture that you have in your business. Strategy is amazing. I love strategy. It's what my whole business is about. If you don't know me, hello, Alice Benham here. My business is about helping people with their business and marketing strategy. And I think even that word strategy, we can hear it and freeze up and be like, oh, that sounds icky and overwhelming. And that's gonna box me in. Like, nah, I really believe strategy is just about being clear on where you wanna be. And that's not about figuring out, okay, my exact five-year plan. That's just about having a bit of a long-term vision, a big picture goal, and then taking the intentional action that is going to get you there. If you Google it, that's literally the definition of strategy. It's not about having some big shiny document or some 25 page PowerPoint. If that's what your strategy looks like, crack on. But really what strategy is, is just knowing where you want to be and making a plan of the action you're going to take to get there. So everything we do within our businesses should be shaped by strategy. Strategy is integral, whether you're in the starting phase, the growing phase, the scaling phase, the pivoting phase, whichever of those you would class yourself in, there is gonna be strategy to that, or at least if you don't have strategy, you would benefit from having some strategy to that because it just helps us to take that more aligned action and keep focused on what it is that we need to do. So strategy is great. I believe in the power of strategy, but strategy is not the be all and end all. You can have the most strategic plan in the world. It can be incredible. It can be 10 out of 10. It can be top notch, whatever other describing words you wanna use. But if your culture is not set up to facilitate that strategy, if your culture doesn't allow that strategy to be implemented in a way that truly reflects the heart of your business and connects with people, your strategy isn't gonna work. 
I actually looked up the definition of culture because I think we can hear that word a lot and be like, well, what does that actually mean? It kind of feels a little bit vague. And I know that for small business owners, culture doesn't always feel relevant. First of all, the brilliant Hannah Anderson from As We Are, who I worked with on my company culture and on my kind of team dynamic, she really supported me in building that, gave a great analogy where if we're all familiar with brand, right? We know what our brand is. Our brand is how our business looks externally. Well, our culture is how our business actually is internally. Your brand is just a reflection of your culture. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit further on in this episode, because I think that's something we get wrong as well as we think our culture is our brand. Actually, your brand is just a reflection of that. So ultimately, culture still needs to be that central point. Now, the definition of culture, and there's tons out there, but the one that I aligned with said, culture is a word for the way of life of groups of people, meaning the way that they do things. This means the outlook, attitudes, values, morals, goals, and customs shared by society. So if we look at that in the context of your business, what I believe culture is, it's really just the very heart of your business. If you think of your business as an onion, I promised myself I wouldn't do this analogy because I often go down like talking about Shrek and it all gets a little bit weird, but it's the best analogy to use for this because when we are building our businesses, we're building out layers, right? Adding in your offerings, then you're figuring out your brand, then you're figuring out your launch plan, then you're adding in your marketing, like every single practical thing that you do in your business is adding a layer onto that onion. And the very central point of that onion is the culture and the heart of your business. So of course it makes sense. If that very central point isn't strong, isn't clear, isn't actually true and authentic to what is true, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Anything that you do on top of that isn't gonna work, or at least it's not gonna be as effective or as sustainable as it could be. The center of our businesses, the culture of our businesses is about the purpose behind what we do, the beliefs that we hold, the values that shape the way that we do everything. It's the big questions, right? Why are we doing it? What do we stand for? What are our non-negotiables? Why do people choose us? The culture of your business is not something that you create. You don't sit down with someone and go, right, I need to work out what my culture is. Let's, you know, pick from the five culture options. Do you want package one? Do you want package two? Do you want like, that's not it. Because culture cannot be created, but culture can be labeled. The way that I like to see it, and I do this when I work with clients, is that the one thing I will never be able to tell you is what your culture actually is and what your purpose is and what your beliefs are and what your values are. What I can support you with is giving you space to explore those things and help you to put the language to label them. For me, that's what clarifying your company culture is. It's not coming up with something. It's not fabricating it. It's just labeling what is already there. Company culture exists whether you work on it or not. It's like your brand. All of us have a brand identity, whether we've got a fancy set of brand colors and tone of voice mapped out already. It's the same with your culture. You are gonna have a culture in your business. The question is, is it a culture that you're clear on? Is it a culture that is providing that strong central point to your business? And is it a culture which is allowing your strategy and your action to be as effective, as aligned, and as sustainable as possible? Now, the great thing that we have as typically small business owners is that we found the businesses and those questions of, okay, what is your purpose? What are your beliefs? What are your values? 
they should just be questions that we can not figure out easily because I know there's often quite a bit of work needed to like pull this out and kind of put that language to it. But it shouldn't need to feel like something that we fabricate because culture should come from us as the business owners. Now, if you're figuring out your small business culture and you are going like, right, um, what culture is gonna most resonate with our ideal client or customer? What do they wanna see from us? You know, what beliefs, what values, what purpose are they gonna really connect with? I think it's important to consider how it's gonna resonate with your people, but I think that's the wrong way to do it. Because if you're creating your culture based on what you think people wanna see from you, that culture is not gonna be true and authentic to you. And pretty quickly, you're gonna find that culture very hard to sustain and to inject into everything you do because it's not coming from that authentic place. Yes, you should be considering how your culture resonates with your ideal client or customer, but it should be the other way around where you set your culture based on your purpose, your beliefs, your values, what is true for you. And then you go, right, okay, based off of these, who is my ideal client or customer? Now that the culture of my business, which is my one non-negotiable that can you know, it, it shifts and evolves over time, but it doesn't, you know, we don't pivot our culture, right? Like culture is culture, it stays at that very central point. You define it and then you think, okay, how does this resonate with people? Who is my ideal client or customer based off of the fact that this is my culture? And to put it very simply, your culture is why people are gonna choose you. Yes, you can have super shiny marketing and really great consistent branding and really amazing looking offerings, but ultimately it's the culture of your business that people are buying into. It's the purpose behind what you do and how that purpose aligns with what they want and their needs that is gonna draw them in. It's your beliefs and how those beliefs make them think differently or change their perspective or resonate with them that's gonna draw them in and not only make them go, oh, I'm interested in this, but you are the business that I'm interested in this from because your unique beliefs, perspectives and everything else is what I want with what I want with, you know what I mean? And then with your values, again, you can't make those things up. Your values are likely gonna be very in line with your values as a human being because that's what values are. They're just putting the language to our non-negotiables of, hey, if I'm gonna run this business, these are the things that are going to be withheld in the process. And these values are gonna shape every single decision that I make. The purpose of your culture is for it to sit at the center of your business, the center of that onion, and impact every single thing that you do. Now, what I find interesting with this conversation around culture, and actually this is something that um, Steph Sanderson from Innovate and Thrive and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, which is that there is a difference between culture and brand. And I will be the first to admit, I think until I kind of had this little bit of a revelation and I've been exploring this, I think I've made the mistake before of calling it brand when what I really mean is culture. Going back to that analogy that Hannah Anderson used, your brand is how your business is communicated to others, but your culture is what is that actually communicating and what actually is your business. If you go in brand first and you think the very center of your business is your brand, you're gonna struggle because you're not gonna know what culture that brand is actually representing. The way that I'm kind of working it out in my head is that why people choose you is for your culture. It's your purpose, it's your beliefs, it's your values. That is why people choose your business. That is why people are drawn to you. How they remember you and how they recognize you 
is your brand identity. So the really consistent and cohesive uh, tone of voice and visuals and images and graphics that you use, yeah, those things are really important because of what they represent, because they represent and back up your culture and they help people to recognize and remember your business. A brand identity without a solid, authentic and true culture that it reflects is not an effective brand identity. And I know that anyone who is like a brand designer or graphic designer listening to this will be like, "Uh, yeah, cool, we know that, Alice. But for me, I think that clarification between brand and culture has been such a light bulb moment of like, oh, that is what our brand actually is. And the more that we put our brand in its place, the better our brand can actually do the job it needs to do, which is to reflect the culture that we've set and make sure that that culture does get communicated everywhere that we go and in every space that we show up in. I know that this episode has been probably just a bit of a like brain dump. Here are my thoughts. What do you think one? But what I really want to do is encourage you to think about what this looks like for your business. Now I've introduced this idea. Maybe you already know this. Maybe you've thought of this before. Maybe this has been full of light bulb moments for you. I don't know. But now that I've introduced this idea of your culture being that central point and any strategy that you have, any action that you take actually being pretty irrelevant if your culture isn't first in the right place, because it's gonna be your culture that allows you to implement that in the right way. It's gonna be your culture that allows you to implement that strategy on a long-term basis. You know, you can have no culture, but I think if that's the case, your strategy isn't gonna be very sustainable and it's gonna at some point fall down. Because as I said at the start, the limitation of your strategy is the strength of your culture. Now, what I don't wanna do with this episode is freak you all out and make you think that because you don't yet know when I say the word culture, exactly what that means for your business, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna fail. I've been focusing on the strategy and the doing and the action and crap, my culture isn't there. So I may as well just stop like, nah, no, 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 no. That's not what this episode is about. What this episode is about is prompting you to take a step back and take it back to that very central point in your business. As I said, I don't think clarifying your culture is about coming up with anything new or about fabricating it or about filling out a questionnaire and then being told, here is your company culture. It's about labeling what is already there. It's about bringing a language to the very heart of what you do. And if it helps you, I would focus that around those three elements that I've mentioned of what is your purpose, what are your beliefs and what are your values? Those are three things that should sit at the heart of everything that you do. And you might not immediately feel clear on them when I say them, but if you give yourself a bit of space, work through some prompts, whatever helps you, talking out loud, working it through with a coach, journaling it, I don't know, whatever your kind of processing method is, I can bet all of that stuff is there. You've just got to pull it out. And if you're struggling with pulling it out, something that I love to do with myself and also with clients is to go at it from the negative before you go to the positive. So if we're thinking about, say, your values, sometimes it can be really tricky to put the final language to something that is often very subconscious and very internal. So instead of asking you the question of what are your values, I would ask you the question of what really annoys you about the industry that you're in? What do you see other people doing? Or what do you see in the spaces that you're in that really gets to you? What frustrates you? What angers you? What saddens you? List out for me all of the things that you don't want your business to be. All of the ways you want your business not to make other people feel. And I tell you that list is probably gonna come easier than what you do want, 
because I think as humans, we sometimes find it easier to start with the negative. And then guess what? You just flip it on its head. So if you look at that, you know, an example in my business, okay, what is something that really frustrates me about the spaces that I'm in? Well, it's the blanket assumption that success looks the same to all of us and that success is a cookie cutter thing where it's like, you know, have this strategy and that blueprint and off you go, go and get a 10K month. There's so much in that that angers me and that's a whole nother episode within itself. So, hey, that anger kind of tells me something about my beliefs and my values. That tells me that I really value transparency and impact and that my beliefs are that success is unique to each of us and the path that we take there is gonna look different. You can see how I went from the negative to find the positive and define that culture. Now, I didn't come up with those beliefs and values then. I just figured out the label for it. I think once you feel clear on your culture, and I'm gonna say that's not something that you do once. It's not a tick box exercise. It's something you should always be checking back in on and taking it back to that central point. Because hey, if your culture is ever feeling off, anything on top of that is gonna feel wrong too. Again, this is a whole nother episode in itself, but I see it a lot with clients where a really practical issue, you know, I'm struggling to content plan or this offering just doesn't seem to be working or I don't know what goals to set. It's very often not a problem with that practical thing. It's very often that there's an issue towards the center of our businesses, around our culture, around our mission, around our brand. And that is what's causing the issue. If you think about it, like, um, is it Princess and the P? I was never really a big, like, what is that, a fairy tale? Yeah, I was never a big fairy tale kid because I had two older brothers, so I didn't get that experience. But Princess and the Pea, where there's that pea right at the bottom of the mattress, she can feel it right up at the top, right? She's like, oh my gosh, something is off. But the issue wasn't in any of those top layers. It wasn't in any of the implementation and the action or even in the strategy. The issue's right at the bottom. There's a pea sat right down at the bottom that because it's causing that issue, there it's a ripple effect and it's going right up to the top and up to the surface. I hope you're following that analogy. It makes sense in my head, but always hard on a podcast. So that's why it's so key to stay in touch with and connected to your culture. Because if it's a little bit off, and I think it's easy for it to be off, our businesses are always evolving. I don't think our culture ever does a 180, but it does often shift a little bit, or maybe it gets a bit clearer. You're gonna see the symptoms of that issue in the surface and in the practical. You're not necessarily gonna think, oh, to solve that issue, I need to take it back to my culture. But I can bet if you take it back to your culture, probably will solve that issue or at least make it clearer what you need to do to solve that issue. So I think once you know and feel clear on your company culture, uh, it's then about staying connected to it and making sure it's something that is sitting at the forefront of your mind as much as possible. The culture of your small business is fully irrelevant if it's not something that you're aware of because the purpose of it is that it frames every piece of action that you take and it shapes every strategy that you create and therefore the implementation of it. So you've got to make sure that you're staying connected to it. It's something you're familiar with. It's something that you're clear on because then step three, like I said, it's just about taking action with that culture in mind. The purpose of your culture is that it impacts everything that you do the client experience that you give people, the opportunities that you say yes and no to, the content that you create. Flip, culture is like integral to creating content which truly connects with people, which really makes you stand out, which makes people drawn to you. Culture is what draws people in. They might not label it as that, 
But that is what it is. It's the heart of your business. It's your purpose, your values, your mission, your beliefs. So you've got to make sure that it's sitting at the center of everything. When you're then creating strategy, maybe you're coming up with a launch plan of a new offering. Maybe you're figuring out how to pivot or up-level your business. Maybe you're coming up with or kind of redoing your marketing strategy. You wanna make sure that culture is sitting at the center of all of that. Strategy is amazing. It would be very hypocritical of me to say that strategy is in any way bad because my whole business is about helping people with their strategy. What I'm trying to say here is that strategy doesn't work on its own. Strategy relies on the right culture and the right culture is culture that feels true for you, that is authentic, that is, I think, heart and purpose driven and that's strong. And no one can decide what your culture is aside from you. As I said, people can help draw it out. They can help you label it. They can help you, you know, give you the space to help you figure it out. But don't go looking for someone to tell you your culture. And also don't go looking at other businesses to figure out what your culture should be. Because the point of your culture is that it's true for you and it's authentic. And if it's not those things, you are gonna find it damn boring, damn hard to sustain it and implement it because it's not gonna feel ingrained in you. And it's not gonna be something that you are truly passionate about. I do believe, and I will stop this episode in a second, like the strength of your culture is down to when you're in the most high pressure moments what are you gonna choose? I had a moment with a client a few weeks back. It was actually a client from when I'd done social media management in like my first year of business. So like five years ago now. And I had a situation on my hands where I was like, I could within my right legally put my foot down here and be like, no. And I won't go into the detail of the situation, but I mean, to clarify, I didn't do anything wrong or illegal. Um, it was on the client side, but I could have very easily just been like, no, I'm a business. That was in my contract, blah, blah, blah. But I knew in that moment, as tempting as it was, as much as my business is taking a hit in order to stand by my culture, it wasn't gonna be worth it. Because what is a business that doesn't have that strong culture at its core? And it's in those moments, and I don't share that story to seem like high and mighty, because don't get me wrong, part of me was tempted. I was like, oh, do we have to stick by this culture we've created? But as soon as I explored that, I was like, that's a non-negotiable. These are the things that have to be true in my business for it to reflect me, to be worth running, and therefore for it to be something that other people truly connect with and that stands out in the space that I'm in. So that's it for this first episode back. I would love to know your thoughts on this conversation. It definitely goes so much wider than this, but I wanted to just share this with you because as I said, it's something I've been processing for at least I'd say six months, I've been like trying to piece this together. And there's been so many incredible conversations I've had, as I've mentioned a couple of them in this episode that have kind of helped me to bring more language to it. And there's been a lot of exploring as I've been working with clients and in my business of like, what does this look like for small business owners? And yeah, I hope this is a topic that you've found interesting. I hope it's given you something to think about. Who knows what I'll be coming back with next Monday. The current vibe I'm going for is whatever is going on in my head, which is generally connected to what's happening in my client calls and my conversations with friends and my own business. That is what we are gonna be chatting about. So I hope you're up for that. I hope you're down for the ride. I'll be back next Monday in your ears. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so that you don't miss out and come and chat with me over on Instagram, Alice underscore Benham. Let me know your thoughts on this. This podcast is a joy to create when I know the people and the impact and the conversations behind the numbers. So please come and connect with me over on there. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. I'm cheering you on so flipping hard, whatever is going on in your business right now, you've got this. 
I believe in you. Take uncomfortable action. Take it back to the center. Level up your foundations. Start today. You do you. I'm just going to give some more blanket advice. Adios. Adios.